Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Uh, If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of ours. All right. So today we are talking about some big things. But before we get started on talking about all of that, we have to tell you something super, super cool. Yep. We are going to be doing a relationship boot camp. It is a couples communication boot camp. It's three days long. It's November 3rd through the 5th, and you can head to our website and learn more. It's couplesbootcamp.net backslash registration. That's couplesbootcamp.net backslash registration. We are so pumped for y'all to check this out, and it's really going to help you in your communication, so head on over there. Okay, guys. Right now, we are diving right in. Today, we're talking about the five pitfalls of a relationship and we're starting off with a bang. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, Meg's right. You know what? We thought about this. We thought about how we could position this. But again, when you're talking about pitfalls, the number one thing that often comes up for couples is sex. Ooh. All right, let's go. I know. Even like saying the word sex, like I'm like, oh, people are tensing up. I it's know. A, it's a I'm thing. texting up. Is that weird? Yeah, it is a little weird, actually. (laughs) Okay, so before you get all freaked out, you don't have to worry. We're not going to talk about anything gross. We're just going to talk about the fact that sometimes you have to open your mouth and talk about your sex life. And when you do that, some things are going to pop up. Now, if you're anything like us, your conversations, your arguments around sex come up in the form of frequency. That's right. Uh, I know a lot of men out there can be right there with me, but it does seem like oftentimes, and this might not always be the case, but oftentimes men seem to want it more than women. And for me and Megan, that's the same case as well. And then even more than frequency too, I feel like it came up for us a lot where we just weren't really prioritizing it. And I guess it kind of falls into that same like realm of frequency But what was happening was we just weren't prioritizing the time and then it always felt like it was stressful, even though it's something that should be like an amazing thing. I mean, not to be gross, but it should be a really good thing. It was like, it was stressful because we weren't planning it out. We weren't making a time for it to happen. And so it always just seemed rushed and almost inconvenient for both of us, Mm -hmm. like when it happened. Okay, and I get that you might be like planning it out, you weirdos, but hear me out. Just hear me out. We know that there is some definite advantages to spontaneity, of course, but we we also live in the real world, you guys. So it's not like we're not just chilling at our house 24-7 where we're like, yeah, we can do it whenever we want to. No, like we're at a point in our lives where we have two kids, they're young, they are busy and they take up a lot of our time and attention. They can't just like go hang out with their friends. So there's just not a whole lot of extra time in our lives between work and raising children and trying to keep a household together, quite honestly. So 
there are times when I feel like, yeah, it might be a little less sexy to plan out your intimacy, but I'm just saying it's better than not doing it at all. Yeah, that's right. And and it's funny because like we're talking about it kind of jokingly, but like it really was a real issue for us until we started to talk about it. And again, it's not the most sexy or uncomfortable thing to talk or comfortable thing, I should say, to talk about. But like it would cause a lot of tension because I felt like you weren't prioritizing my needs or like you felt like I was like pressuring you to to do things like when you didn't want to. And it was like, listen, if we just start having the conversation, which is essentially what we tried to do, like it really could have caused a lot less issues over time. Uh, I do have to just say the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> let's talk about you and me. I'm sorry. I had to get that out. Okay. Moving on from the sex topic. The other thing that always seems to come up with couples that we're talking about and we struggle with in the past also seems to be one of the top pitfalls for your relationship is money. Oh, yeah. Especially when we were younger, but even even in more recent years, money has come up a time or two. And I think one of the problems with money is that it feels so bad to talk about it. We've all kind of grown up with this weird thing about money. Well, mo- most of us have with like it's not acceptable to talk about it and you don't kind of discuss your issues. But the thing is, this is not like broadcasting it to the world. This is between the two of you in the relationship. So you need to talk about it. And for many couples that we know, there's a very big discrepancy in who knows what about money. So one person in the, in the relationship will know a whole lot about their financial situation and the other person won't really know a whole lot. And the problem becomes when that person who doesn't know a whole lot is making decisions based on no knowledge, you can get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, and we've seen it so many times. I'm sure some of y'all know these experiences where, you know, all of a sudden the tax man comes knocking on the door or, you know, you're losing the house or you're just like in a massive amount of debt and it's because one or the other people didn't really know what to do. And I think unfortunately, a lot of times with money, we're not really ever taught like how to use, spend and, and do anything with money. Like, if you look at the worldview, it's basically like buy whatever you want, whenever you want, or buy nothing with that scarcity mindset that Meg was talking about. But the problem is usually like one or the other of you might not be good. Maybe you or your partner are not good with money. But then it's like it's even more important to come together and talk about that so that you can help each other and learn together. Because it can cause a lot of stress if, say, I'm the one controlling the financial situation and Meg has no idea what it is, and I'm stressing about it on a daily basis, and then she's out making target trips, spending <laughs> hundreds of dollars, not that this actually happened, but like, but I've seen it happen in so many other relationships, and it's just causing more and more stress until eventually it gets to the breaking point. But the reality is, you both signed on to this relationship, so you actually both have an equal part in figuring out what needs to happen with money. And I do wanna say this, even if one of you is like an accountant or is incredible at money, it's still is it, it, it's fine for them to have the majority of the responsibility, 
but the other person should still have a working knowledge of where their finances stand to prevent a lot of this downfall later. Oh gosh, yes, absolutely. I think that one of the most helpful things we ever did was sit down together and do a budget, like an Excel spreadsheet budget, because it was it's one thing to talk about your money, and it's another to actually go through and figure out where it all goes each month and how you're spending it and who's going to pay this bill and who's going to pay that bill and what you're going to do when it's left over or what you're going to do when there's not enough. All these things are super important. And also, if one of you is less competent in money, it's going to give you a really good jump start in understanding what the financial health of your of your relationship is. So if you haven't ever sat down and done a budget, now's the time. All right, and the next one, oh boy, oh, even... Even looking at it causes me a little internal stress, but it's those little humans, those kids. They can cause so much stress, can't they? I have never done anything harder in my life than raise our children. They're good kids. They're six and three. I love them with all my heart, but dang it, I feel so much stress and anxiety and worry and anger sometimes, oftentimes. Okay, you caught me. It's a lot. When kids aren't listening, when kids are doing what they're told, when our marriage is basically feels like a, you know, roomy situation because all we can do is struggle to get kids bathed and fed all day, every day. Yeah. And I mean, not only are kids like testing you, and I think if we all have kids, you're all probably shaking your heads right now, but they test you on a daily, minutely basis. And that's, that's crazy in and of itself. But then when it comes to like, having to partner and parent them mm-hmm. or who's going to be taking on responsibilities for which like kid at which time. And like, heck, even them just stressing us out like we've already talked about is naturally going to cause more stress in our relationship together. And a lot of times for us, like our disagreements, our little tiffs, whatever you want to call it, are in those moments when our kids have had a really tough day or didn't sleep the night before or have like you know, homework or things that they have to do. And then we're trying to like do all those things and then eventually come back and have like a relationship or any kind of intimacy at all. It kind of like goes back to the sex issue. It can just put a damper on all of those things. And don't get me wrong. Like we said, kids are a blessing. It's, this isn't like a complaining session, but it's a reality session on the fact that it is causing a lot of stress and that stress can bleed over. Now, I see a lot of times, or I've certainly heard a lot of people say, the reality too is like if the dad is working and the mom isn't, or say, hey, it's it's the it's 2020, maybe the mom's working and the dad isn't. That can cause a lot of stress too, because when you're not defining roles of what someone's supposed to be doing, and you're just kind of leaving it laissez-faire for them to do whatever they want, and we're just going to figure these out, these kids, minute by minute it's going to cause more stress and it's going to cause more tension and it's going to be a pitfall. Gosh, yes. And you know, the funniest thing about it is it can all be really it can all be really easily eliminated and alleviated if you just open your mouth. Like you now of course there are there are just bad partners in the world. So I'm not saying that this is just everyone's solution. But what I am saying is for the majority of us, if you ask for help with your kids, your partner will give you help with your kids. Now, clearly, I understand that that is not a reality for all of us, but for many of us, if we just say, hey, can you do the bath? Hey, will you feed the kids? Hey, can you go do whatever? Can you go wipe a butt for me, please? You know what? They're going to be willing to step in and do that. 
That's right. And that leads right into our next one, which is the chores or just the things around the household. Because the kids kind of fall under that umbrella because they're just another one of your responsibilities. I mean, they are our responsibilities. But I know for us, man, early on, we had so many issues with this. And I'm going to just sit here and say it was me. Like it was my <laughs> it was my problem. Because growing up, I just never had to do chores. It was never something that like my parents put on me. I mean, I even remember my dad saying like, you have your whole life to work. So you don't need to do it now. Just be a kid. And like that. And so like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but like, man, I tried to bring that into my relationship. And let me tell you, it did not go well. No, I was not having any of that. I don't know how to clean the toilet type sitch. I was like, well, that's nice. Here's you go. Here's how you do it. You pick up this, you pick up that. Let's do this. Hey, to be fair, man, it is pretty hard to clean a toilet, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. But yeah, I mean, I, I, the reality was I, I had to learn that over time. And I know it's a stressor for other people too. Like, you know, I, I've heard of many couples where the, the guy's playing video games and the woman's like cleaning the house and rearing the children. And I mean, the thing is, it's going to cause tension. It's going to cause stress. When you feel like the other person isn't pulling the same weight as you, it's naturally going to cause tension. I know it did for us. Because eventually it got to a breaking point where I was, where Megan finally talked to me about it and said, listen, this is like stressful and this is not going to work for me long term. And it doesn't have to be like the worst conversation ever. But I thanked her afterwards for the conversation because the reality was I was living in just la la land. I was completely happy with the way it was. And I was blissfully unaware to the fact that she wasn't happy with it. But if she wouldn't have ever said anything, and, and I, you can speak to this, but I mean, there's a lot of just her being like upset over the fact and holding a lot of resentment, but without her speaking the words, I can't be a mind reader. And so like, I thanked her after it for telling me, but I mean, you could speak to that experience too. Yeah. It's funny because even today, there are nights where we get home and I'll start to fall into the trap. Like, I'll start to feel like I'm so put upon. Like, oh my gosh, being the mom, being the wife is just a hard job. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Meg, open your mouth, girl. Like, like literally say, hey, Brandon, can you dot, 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 and it will be done. And like, the funniest part about it is it's not like he's sitting around eating bonbons all night, you guys. Like, the man is working, but like, if I see him on his phone, like, that's a trigger. And I'm like, what is he doing? Even though clearly he deserves five minutes of peace and silence when he walks away from the rest of us to have a moment of solitude. Like, I get it. I get it because I'll do it too. But for whatever reason, every once in a while, like, I just get really in my head and think it's a thing today. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm being so dumb. So just be aware of that one that even if you have resolved it and it's mostly great, that it can still try to sneak back in and you just have to shut it down and ask for what you need. That's right. And it all goes back to like really defining the roles and making sure that you're, like you said, having that communication. Uh, the last one that we really see a lot, and it, I mean, it comes and rears its ugly head for us still to this day, is work. Now, as you all know, me and Megan work together. We're pretty much together 24-7. And so if you do work together, naturally there's going to be stress in that case. There's going to be problems that come up. There's going to be things where you can't get away from work because that was one of our biggest struggles. And in a way, it's still a kind of a big struggle to this day 
is we get away from work, but then we're talking about work or we're on a date and then we're talking about work or, you know, whatever it is, it, it's coming up in the conversation. So for us, the reality when it comes to work is it's, it's always a constant struggle and a constant thing that's there that we're responsible for, but you can't blur the lines between your work and your relationship. Now on the other side of that, the other side of the coin, because I know a lot of us don't work together. Well, if you don't work together, I think all of us can think of an experience where work or your spouse's work or your partner's work has caused some unwanted stress. Maybe they have to travel a lot for business. Maybe they get late night phone calls that they have to deal with to put out some fires. Maybe they just want to advance their career and that's their central focus and it's causing stress and it's putting a wedge between you. And maybe you haven't said anything because like, oh, it's for you. It's for you. I'm doing this for you type conversation. Work is such a complicated thing when you start to kind of peel that onion and dig into it. Right. And like Brandon said, it's not just for people that work together. This is everyone because everyone experiences work. Even if you are a stay-at-home parent or something, you're still the other person in your relationship is probably working, right? So you're going to have feelings about that work at some point, I would imagine. And I just feel like those times when, when work is getting in the way of a healthy relationship, those are the moments where you really have to be clear and talk to each other about what you need. And maybe that means some adjustments or maybe that means some patience. It just really depends on what you guys together decide, but it should always be that you're deciding together. Not one person is just going to dictate the whole dang thing forever and ever. Amen. No, you need to have a conversation about, yes, right now I am trying to build my career or whatever. And that might look like two years of blank. But after that, this is how it's going. You know, you just have to have those kinds of conversations where you're just going to be open and honest about this is what it might be for this amount of time, but here's why. And then see if the other person can get behind that or if you guys need to make some compromise and, uh, compromises and adjustments. Yeah, and I think too, like just as, as a side from like it even being between the two of you, like those scenarios, I think about like if you're just in a job, like me and you have both been in jobs before where like the job is just really stressful mm -hmm, that's a good and point. you're bringing home that negativity with you all the time. And what's going to happen when I've gone to work and all day I've been completely miserable and then I come home and Meg's all bubbly and lovey-dovey and I just like push her to the side or I just start unloading and complaining about everything with her and just bringing the negativity into the room. And naturally that negativity is going to breed negativity. And so like that's another real thing that I know a lot of us deal with because I know a lot of us have the workplace stress. So again, just a complete other layer of this whole work conversation that, you know, you need to start having a conversation about. And if that is your struggle, we would really encourage you to just take time before you come back home. Like take time on your drive home, take time in the driveway or in the parking lot at work even, to decompress so that you get to a mental space where you don't walk back into your house and unload on your family, where you don't walk into your house and the whole environment is just negative and toxic. Like, don't bring that home. Of course, there will be times when it's just unavoidable and you're going to have to talk that through. But on a regular basis, you should not be bringing home a really, really negative vibe from work. Just... Figure out ways that you personally, that work for you, 
as an individual, not what we like or what somebody else likes, but what works for you so that you can come home ready for the rest of your night. That's right. And whether it's any of these top five pitfalls, which to be honest, these are some of the top five pitfalls we know we've suffered with. And the reality is there's some of the top five pitfalls that are causing divorce over and over and over in this country. The reality is you need to communicate in all of these scenarios. It all comes back to communication. If there was a flow chart for all of these things, they would all be pointing to open your dang mouth, people. I can't preach it enough. You have to open your mouth and tell someone what you need. Now, I want to say as a last piece of advice, there's a big difference between nagging and complaining and yelling and being upset about what you need and communicating what you need and why it's important for you to have it. Because for me as a partner, if Megan comes to me and is just complaining over and over and over again or nagging at me, I know that's always like the stereotypical wife is nagging at the husband to change him. You just have to change him. You know what works so much better? The time she's come to me and said, Brandon, I'm really stressed out. I'm really stressed out about the fact that the house isn't clean. And what would really help me is if you could help me clean up some of these things because it would allow me to be less stressed. And then maybe I would be more motivated to have some sex. Like these are the types of things. I'm not saying like it needs to be that. I mean, that's like a funny example. And by the way, our our sex is not conditional. But what he means is that my guard is going to go down. My life is going to improve. I'm going to be more in the mood for happiness and fun when I don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah, it just goes so much further to communicate why you actually need something. Because I think a lot of times we can live with blinders on and we can be like, oh, they just, you know, they just don't want me to be chilling or they just don't want me to be doing this or they just don't want me to be doing that. And they put, you put it on you. But when you can actually put yourself in someone else's shoes, understand their emotion and what they need, and you can just take a little step forward in making that happen, all of these things go away. But at the core of all of it, you need to be talking and communicating about what you need. And that is exactly why we've created this communication boot camp. Again, it's three days, but we are going to be talking about these exact things. We're going to be talking about why you don't feel like you can ever connect with your partner, why you're never actually having a real conversation, and hopefully helping you bring back some of that spark. So make sure you head over to that website, couplesbootcamp.net backslash registration. Sign up. We want to see y'all in there. Until next time, we will see you. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 